Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Through the Looking Glass. Your eyes do not deceive you. We are all here in the flesh yet again, <laughs> laying it down, man, laying it down. Um, but we've got a uh, we've got a cool um, a cool episode today for you. If we're all looking kind of tired, that's because this was a, a hell of a week as we were just <laughs> discussing. But we are here to stand and deliver. Uh, so with that, uh, Ryan, do you want to you want to uh, kick off the disclaimer and then, uh, well, I, well, I guess about a, a little bit about the agenda. Today we're going to talk about uh, Columbus Five. We know it's on everybody's mind. Lots of changes coming up. Um, some kind of considerations as to uh, like what what is actually happening, how these different protocols are, um, you know, are are messaging the Columbus Five uh, update. Super important. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're also going to talk about uh, some of the Star Terra drama, uh, which which might be interesting. So, but anyway, Ryan, uh, let's get let's get the disclaimer, and then let's let's rip, fellas. Yeah, man, good to be back and. Uh... Joseph, I just got a comment on your lighting, man. I don't know what it is, man. You must have like some professional lighting in there. Me and Gorg, you're just kind of like blurred out over here. Just yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to figure out how to how to minimize <laughs> the fact that it looks like I haven't slept in five days. But uh, we're doing a good job. I'll go ahead and uh, kick it off here, man. Uh, we just want to let everybody know that we are not financial advisors, and what we discuss here is not financial advice. Um, it is for educational and entertainment purposes only so uh we'll we'll put the full disclaimer in the description for y'all to review but uh please do not uh, take this as financial advice do your own research and so with that do you, do you guys want to start with columbus five or star terra what are you guys thinking now nah, let's do star terra first okay, well. okay. I, know, I know everybody's kind of like been up in arms about that and it's just been uh kind of interesting the way that apollo handled that they kind of just threw it up there in apollo and people just jumped in there the apr was obviously false and uh, i think a bunch of people got burned there so and so so maybe it would be helpful for us to kind of back it up and and give a little context to the situation um i'm not i've got i've got you know high level details do, do either of you are you in a better situation to talk about it in in more detail yeah, I mean, I invested uh, in Starterra, um, and then when uh, I I was paying attention to Apollo, as we discussed it, and then I saw the kind of the it wasn't even listed yet as on on the bar, uh, but you could see the STT UST pair listed in Apollo. So I I I jumped with a lot of, and I was watching also the STT price. So I can uh, give some feedback on, on what I experienced there and also the stuff that was circulating on Twitter, basically sort of an official statement from Starterra and Apollo describing what happened and why Apollo took the action to delist Starterra. Uh, so I can speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, walk us, walk us through some of that, Georgi. So, right, so Starterra, um, just lots of hype, great potential right playing for nfts and i'm i'm oversimplifying the, the vision here and um we saw some price volatility because i think mostly due to the linear um uh, maturity of uh or expiration of lockups for tokens in, in, in the pre-sale and private sale so 
we were paying a lot of attention to this very interesting project, high APR, uh, right? Uh, so when Apollo decided to uh, do this kind of community farming event where they would do kind of the auto, auto compounding that Columbus 5, uh, excuse me, that uh, Spectrum is doing mm -hmm. right now, but with a slightly different approach you would be farming their Apollo tokens instead of actually just purely auto compounding. And their fee structure is different and better in my opinion, but just different from Spectrum. Uh, when they did that and they listed some of the major projects, I noticed that the price of SET was pumping very high. And at the same time, Apollo showed in the list of vaults, not in the main page, but under the STT UST pair with some insane APR, like 5,000 APR. If you have 5,000 APR uh, and then you auto compound it to get APY, it's like billions of percent. It's, it's unrealistic. So either they meant 5,000 APY, which is probably created by, I don't know, 400 APR or something like that, which is okay, still huge, but okay. Um, or there was some errors. And then um, I moved a lot of the STT USD hmm. that I had. And with STT, by the way, when you, uh, when you decide to unstake, you have to either wait a five day period or pay a 5% fine. And I did out of profit, it was fine. Um, and I moved it, obviously the APR started dropping and the project was still not listed on the top. Okay. But that pumped $20 million worth of investments into STT. And some of it wasn't just STT being moved out of the votes of STT, you know, there were some, but like, I think there was just an influx of at least $50 million. And that pumped the price from five to $8.6 in the matter of a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And then the percentage dropped. And once it got listed, then it changed to 230, 300 APR, which would have been about the 1200 APY or 800 APY that it had dropped down to. And then it seemed to stabilize and you have this 20 million and it was all fine. And then the price started dropping and then you saw the delisting so now you have a huge outflow of money. People started pulling their money out of, out of the Apollo STT USD. And then the price dropped to below $6 again. So it was super right. volatile. I lost some money. I got out, I got in and out, in and out multiple times and I lost some. Um, and then I can share what I found on Twitter um about about what happened behind the scenes and what what prompted this whole changes of the aprs and all of that right and so i mean and so for somebody from a you know someone who is you know in the community like into these projects monitoring these projects regularly wants to participate in these projects like and i because i also i also was participating in some of this you know okay. but but yeah. not not as intimately as it sounds like you were and like this experience was really bizarre, right? Because I like hopped into S S uh, S T T because I'm like, damn, this is a massive number. I actually did not do the mental calculation. It's like this would be billions of percentages or whatever. And then when it ripped to eight, I was like, this doesn't make sense. And I actually got out because I couldn't yeah. understand what was happening behind the scenes. And so 
all that and then and then i felt bad about it because i'm like this feels like grifting and this is not really what i want to do in the in the ecosystem but it's like this volatility just didn't make sense so i'm with you from the perspective of somebody that's involved in this stuff you know tries to be pretty involved fairly regularly it was really off-putting because you felt like that there was like clearly a narrative you know that was happening behind the scenes that you just had no clue as to what was going on it felt insanely speculative which really sucks you know well and you know as the saying goes if something's too good to be true or looks too good to be true it probably is and and i was in the same boat right i saw it uh i think i was farming mine right and you know i dumped some money in there when i saw it list and i saw the apr and then i just was kind of thinking to myself i was like okay there's like a million tokens left to be farmed here based off this APR, all those tokens would have been farmed within like one hour of that STT listing. So I was thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, okay, there's no possible way. Like this cannot be, this cannot be right. You know? So, I mean, I ended up getting out too. I think I lost a little bit of money, but I mean, as the saying goes, something's too good to be true. Right. You probably should question it before you just jump in there. And before you ape. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, so, so what? So what did you see on Twitter? What's the narrative on Twitter, Georgi, that you were referencing? So yeah, and in, in my experience, just wanted to uh, while I'm sharing the screen, guys, just wanted to say like it it felt like day trading, which is so yeah. anxiety driving. So for me, uh, I, I also got out. Uh, let me see. Am I sharing? Do you see the um the statement from the apollo i think yeah yeah or whatever the name is um so i'm gonna read some of it we've decided to delist the stt vault because it does not meet the criteria we have set for vaults on the apollo platform since the vault was made specifically for the apollo platform it will always face the problem of having an apr that is very sensitive to the uh, total value locked in the vault the distribution schedule of the staking contract was just updated by the Startera team without our consent. So it looks like the Startera folks um, messed with the APR before it was even properly launched by the Apollo folks. Right. We didn't agree to any update to the distribution schedule of the pool, and we're not comfortable keeping a vote on our platform where the distribution... Can you go down a little bit on the text? Yeah. This this requirement is not specific to Startera, and we would feel the same way regardless of the protocol and would not want to list any such vault. If right. we were to list a, an STT pool, we feel that it would have to be the standard pool that is used outside of our plat- platform. We apologize for any inconvenience. So that was, on the one hand, basically Apollo saying, we delisted it because the way they handled the APR and they, in fact, took some actions without our consent doesn't meet our standards that's one but there is another uh uh and and this is a conversation by the um star terra folks and i'm just going to read some of it um completely agree that we shouldn't have rushed this and is definitely one of the main reasons we have learned and have already put processes in place to ensure that nothing similar happens again. The reason why we rushed this was that the Startera team creates a new vault that we would very easily integrate with, basically a cloned mirror vault. We were then blindsided by the announcement that our mistake was to rush to get this out to meet a deadline we had not agreed to. 
we knew that all the backend stuff was done, but clearly should have done a better job of finalizing um, the front end details and push back against the announcement rather than trying to meet it. So there's some back and forth there right. um, from from uh, from uh, the the Startera folks. So it it just created this sense of distrust. So trust is earned, right? And um, there there's other Twitter stuff that I you know people can dig dig around. Yeah, but as long as long here's the thing though, because I just saw one of the com the comments below that where it said, well, there's a big stain left on, and it's like to me at least, and I'll speak for myself here. I won't speak for the group, but to me at right. least, building is messy. It just is, right? And there are some teams that do a better job. Like when you're building a company, a product, whatever, there are kind of two perspectives. Think of it like a stage. There's the stage and then there's a curtain and there's everything that happens behind the curtain. And so the fact that you had to throw some duct tape on the, you know, <laughs> on the, you know, on the set piece to get it to stay in place before you did the performance from the audience is irrelevant to the audience in so long as the performance works and it looks good. And so all that is to say is that there are kind of two lines of thought here. One is show me everything, which I, I and this is where my opinion comes in place. I believe that the truth is you should not show everything because it's unbelievable. If you were to update second to second, the di the difference between life and death in these projects the public can't handle the truth man i mean some right. of this stuff is by the skin of your teeth but then the second part of this is you can't lie if you know that things are going super sideways right so it's like maybe not full disclosure but the disclosure that matters and th i think this is what differentiates great teams from good teams is the ability to like understand what matters and what matters immensely and how to kind of put these things out. It just sounds like somebody needs to come forward here and just be like, this is what happened. This is why it happened. This is how we're going to fix it. And the last thing I'll say on this is the Cato team. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. K-D-O, the Cato team. Yep. When uh, when the shit hit the fan with, uh, with Luna in, <laughs> when was this? May? Hmm. One of their teammates, right? tweeted from the official Cato account that he needed help because he was getting ready to be liquidated. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, and so, and somebody bailed him out, but think about what a nightmare that is being in the leadership position at Cato and having some guy who's like an intern or what, you know, whatever tweet from the official account, help I'm being liquidated, send money to this account. I'll make it right for you. And the you know, and so all that is to say is like clown stuff happens here in crypto because things move so fast and they break. It's right. really how they react to it. Yeah. And it was just kind of manipulative in the way that they changed the performance fee of the STT pool as well. Right. It was 5%, but even with the APR that was showing the calculation was still not right. So they obviously manipulated the APR on the front side, plus <laughs> the performance fee, which everyone is expecting that 99.9%. So was it, but was it manipulated or did they just screw something up? Maybe I, mis I misread. So, that. I mean, come on, if you're a coder, right. And everything you're coding is 99.9%. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you're copy and pasting that performance fee code, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just. Justin, oh, you can, you can speak I to missed that. that. I missed yeah. that. Got right. it. So, Compared- so when the APR dropped to the two eighty seven or whatever, well, the performance fee was still the same five percent, right? Which was like ninety two percent. So mine was obviously the better option to stay in. Yeah, yeah. But even at five percent, at the you know four thousand percent APR, if you got in early enough, I mean it. The calculation on the back end was not adding up. Got it. Got it. Well, compare this to the Terra World debacle, let's say, right? Like the launch had an issue with the code. So the lower uh, amounts weren't going through, effectively creating a filter for only the super whales or super large orders to go through. So it sold to people with 100,000 mine in stake or whatever, like just the very, very largest orders. And Pylon did a full breakdown which was very, very welcome, right? That was very necessary. It was great that he did a full breakdown. They refunded my fees of all the attempted, and I know everybody else's fees of all the attempted transactions that, that failed. Right. I was trying to buy a very small amount. What they still haven't done is, of course, run another event where they specifically allow these small buyers like myself personally to go through and actually own some terror world. But apart from that, they handled this fairly well after a mistake mm-hmm. um, and I don't think this was a 10 50 million dollar volume worth of a mistake that happened to STT and drove the price 30 40 50 percent in an hour I think that that was it and how do you I mean I don't need money back but how do you correct that I don't know and it just feels like um, I, I, I feel a pump a, and dump <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pump it up, and and Apollo did appropriate action to to delist, um, and and start there has lost some trust. I agree with Joseph that it's messy and it's okay to if they're like they they definitely mishandled this linear uh, uh, release of of, uh, of originally purchased tokens, so it created volatility. This was another mistake. Now there's something with loop protocol that they're launching. Let's see how that works. Like uh, there, there are several things that are they, they, they messed up and that's okay to mess up. It's how you handle it. And mm. are you able to create that culture of yes, transparency, although of course you don't have to show everything. Transparency and just win the trust. Uh, come out, uh, 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 assume the mistake, uh, accept the mistake acknowledge it and then assume responsibility and then show with action. So then I would be like, okay, great. Here is how you're remedying. And, and I would be an, then an investor. Right. Uh, I think Joseph, you had mentioned how Terra TFL team handled some volatility with UST early on. And I wasn't even around to see yeah. it. And I think that that shows the kind of commitment and, character and culture that probably uh, we need in all the projects. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, just quick note on that. Basically, uh, the the peg broke, right, with UST, like it, it absolutely became, you know, un, un, unpegged. And so there were things that, uh, that, that they fixed, right? Um, and they were very open and honest about what they fixed and how they fixed it. You know, the tolerance for that kind of fundamental break goes to damn near zero after a while right when the dollar amounts get big enough like and i mean a perfect example of this is solana Solana, the network froze up 
completely froze and they had to restart the entire system, right? Now, what was has been very interesting because I, I do, I am involved a little bit involved. I have some exposure, let me not overstate it. I have some exposure to, uh, to that ecosystem as well. But what's been very interesting is how it's been messaged, right? Because it was like, they were very clear on what happened. They were very clear on why they made the, de the decisions. They were very clear on why it took so long, right? I mean, these are big systems. They're super complicated. So it's like, I think the thing here that's kind of perplexing to me is like in the way that we've just read through that and it's been described, I don't even really know how you could argue that Apollo did the wrong thing, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's like you have all of these other assets that are listed on Apollo that are working just fine. And then you have one that's not, and the team, obviously, somebody missed something somewhere, whether it was nefarious or not, is almost a side point. Somebody missed something. And, and then you've got one actor that's just like misbehaving and disrupting the system. It makes total sense just to kick that out. And like, I think it's interesting, like, you know, if someone's arguing the other side of this, maybe it could be somebody from STT being like, honest mistake, like this was too harsh. But you know, and, and so even if we said, okay, it doesn't matter, honest mistake or no mistake, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that you were being disruptive, whether intentionally or unintentionally to, and you were the only group that was being disruptive, therefore you had to go. Like that seems very linear to me. So it's interesting that there's a, that there's a, a large uh, party that's saying the counter, you know? Yeah. And it's not like this is their first offense either. Right. I mean, you know, with, when they kicked off the token, I mean, there was some serious volatility in there as well. So, I mean, you know, they're kind of a repeat offender at this point and everybody's very skeptical of, of their intentions. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know Do Kwan's name's on the project. So, I mean, <laughs> that may be helping them out here, you know, saving them, but uh, I don't know. It's seems a little, too sketchy for me i think point. i think i think that i think that there's been i mean this is actually a great this is actually a great segue if you guys are down to segue to the next topic but i think there's been a lot of noise it likes the signal noise ratio has been real tough with columbus five around the corner because it's so fundamental and it's so important and honestly like i think that if i'm even like the Apollo team. And let me just, first of all, anybody that's watching this, I, the all, all, you know, hands and then thanks to these, these, uh, to the builders here. I mean, everybody's working hard and it seems like we've done a pretty good job of minimizing, you know, the, uh, the, the bad actors here, but like, you know, it's really, really like, if you think about how fundamental Columbus five is right launching ahead of columbus five it's like wait nine days dude right. just wait right and and now now you could also argue once columbus five launches there's going to be a flood of new projects but this brings us to our our segue here which is like number one let's talk a little bit about columbus five what that means for these different protocols and strategically maybe what we think should be happening kind of around you're running one of these protocols how do you handle Columbus five, two scenarios you're already live or you're, you're getting ready to launch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how do you do that? And then number two, and this will kind of be the conversation after we go around and answer that one. 
Um, I answer that question. Number two, how do we start to sort through who's, you know, totally just pumping and dumping, you know, and like who has a graphic designer on staff versus who doesn't? I mean, let's be honest, right? Well, Um, what's interesting and bringing up that point, you know, about who's legit and who's not, I mean, you look at TFL and how they're auditing Spectrum protocol, right? I mean, they've been auditing Spectrum for, it seems like, what, two months now, Gorgie? Yeah, at least. At I least mean, and you don't see a TFL auditing any other projects that I know of, right? I think maybe a third party may not be TFL themselves. Uh, I am I, not quite 100% sure. And you were right about, we don't have, at least we don't know of, that standard onboarding requirements template for new projects here. Right. And I mean, is it StarTerror didn't get the audit because Do Kwan's name's on the project? Or, you know, I feel like there should be some sort of standard here when it comes to projects, because with Coal 5 right around the corner, you're going to have 20 projects come online in a matter of weeks. And who's going to be there to police them? Right, right. Well, I mean, Here's the, here's the thing. I'm doing a, a quick poke around here because I want to make sure that I'm, um, yeah. Um, so look, in the Ethereum ecosystem, you know, there, you have companies like Open Zeppelin, right? Um, you have uh, companies like Open Zeppelin and their business model is audit. Like that's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you, when you, um, yeah, and when and I was just looking to see if they do other ecosystems. I think they're still concentrated on yeah, still concentrated on um, uh, Ethereum. But my point in saying this is, is like, really, it shouldn't be a function. Like, you know, their decentralization is awesome, but when you look into like like true decentralization, there are some challenges there, right? Like a Dex a true decentralized DEX, anybody can put anything on the DEX, right? So you might think that you're trading into some token and it looks like it, the logo's correct, it, you know, everything's correct, but unless you go and match the wallet address from the official wallet address of that token, you actually don't know if you're in there. So all that is to say is that how you scale ecosystems and also provide a sense of security and you know, comfort for the people that are maybe less technical or maybe just don't have the time. Maybe they just want to, you know, I mean, that's the conversation that we're having. People just want to like be a CPA and then yield farm. They don't want to like get in and like match contracts. They just need to like have a place where they can make some interest. How do you do that? That's a good question. I mean, what do you I mean, it could be as simple as like, you know, Twitter's got the little asterisk of like, okay, this is a, uh, you know, reputable account or whatever, whatever the asterisk is on Twitter, right? I mean, the same could be applied to a ticker symbol on Terra, right? I mean, it could just be something as simple as that, right? It's just got like a little Terra asterisk or whatever Yeah. versus just, well, yellow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but then you're left with the problem where it's like, okay, who is... (laughs) Who's given the who's given the the asterisk? Well, it would be TFL, obviously, or or, or somebody that TFL, you know, when hires to manage something. Well, like let that. me play devil's advocate for just a second. 
open C just had to shit can somebody that was front running trades. Right. So, so now here's the thing though, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, totally admittedly. Right. Cause I think your answer, Ryan is the answer without a doubt. And it's like, then if there's like some bad actor in the future, you got to deal with them in the future. But for now, we've got to incrementally kind of step it up. And when you go and you're like, meow, let's ape into meow. It's like, <laughs> no. like, no, I mean, you just, and, and, and because people are going to get taken for a ride and that's just not a good look. Um, you know, not to say something super gnarly here though, but like, man, I mean, the role of Do Kwan is not to have his name on website page or his face on website pages. That is not his role. His right. role, his role is to lead the ecosystem. So I think it's hard to be like a human being and also be like this, like leader of this massive, crazy decentralized ecosystem. But that balance, I'd like to see him kind of turn the volume up on that just a little bit. Cause like, I don't know that it's totally appropriate to have Vitalik Buterin's face on anything in Ethereum. You would never see that. You would never see that. Like it would never happen. Doesn't mean it's no. right or wrong. It's just a perspective, you know? Right. And, you know, for him to, you know, what does even a trusted partner mean when he's on Star Chair? I mean, right. how do we even know that Do Kwan approved his face to be put on we the don't. Star Chair website? You know what I mean? We don't. I mean, all they had to do is just Photoshop his photo in there and be like, oh, Do Kwan, TFO, there you go. But what about the how how mirror does the approval? I mean, uh, let if TFL does not have the standards, let's just have the community approve. Um, That's a great right point. Now, projects are launching with a light paper and, and a picture of their tok tokenomics. There's no um, there's no GitHub. There's no. I mean, uh, so so uh, we can we as a community and in fact. Terra has those the proposal structure, and I think we can propose it to have that kind of standard. I mean, what is it, the $1 billion investment fund that they have? I mean, there are big, big resources here, and there is a fantastic developer community who can take a look. And of course, their own developers may rave about the project, but when you expose it to the entire community, right, you will have some 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 enough eyes on it where they can start asking the, the right questions. What's your roadmap? What's the product? What's the code base? Who's developing it, right? Uh, was it the Terra World folks that said they're exporting the development work to an Australian team or they're Australian, they're exporting to another team? It's fine to do so with gaming, right? And there's some experts in video creation and so on, but it's good to be transparent about it. Uh, you know, let me retract something I said, because you're bringing up a great point. Let me retract something. You just changed my mind on something, which is that when you're building things, think of it like a stage and there's a curtain. That is true if you're building a private company. That is not true. And I've changed my mind on this as of you saying this. That is not true if you're building in these ecosystems. The okay. expectation for what's happening and keeping people in the loop of what's happening it, it is just different. And so if you choose to go raise venture capital and build a business, then, then you are also choosing a, a specific methodology of communicating with stakeholders. But if you choose to build over here, you know, you are choosing a different methodology to, to keep stakeholders in the loop and considering the stakes of an early stage decentralized system, the stakes are very high. You know what we should really talk about, you guys, is putting together a uh, a proposal that just that just asks for a standard of some sort. 
right? And like, and if somebody says, well, screw that, we want to be able to build whatever, no problem. But guess what, dude? An ERC-20 is a standard. Like yeah. that is a sta- that is a standard piece of architecture you must work with in order to work within the Ethereum ecosystem. And ERC seven twenty one, it's a standard. Like you right. have to have some standard of some sort, so everybody's reading from the same piece of sheet music. And I think that Ryan, to your point, like just saying like there are three boxes you must check. Okay, we got to know that everybody that's on this project is real. We have to know that you have code and that this code is doing something right. And then we have to have some whatever, whatever the third thing is, but it's like, and just saying it was reviewed, might they change it after this? Sure. But in this first step, you know, it's, it is, they, you know, we looked at this and maybe that's not a full audit, but to your point, Georgi, it's definitely not a light paper. I mean, that is like, it's too, we don't want this stuff to get cheap. It should be, and, and people should have to, if you're going to develop a project within Tether, I mean, Tether, not Tether, Tara, Tara, but hey, Freudian slip, Tether's <laughs> still pretty fraudulent, but if you're going to, pr- if you're going to build something within Terra, like there's got to be a hurt, there's got to be hurdles, like you've got to show that you're serious about building in the ecosystem before you come in and take a bunch of people for a ride, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it should be as simple as like, obviously a white paper, um, maybe a GitHub, and then you know, just a simple vote on, on Terra, you know, I mean, so yeah, something to check the box, obviously, because yeah. anybody, you know, there's got to be some sort of structure. Well, you, right. And, and, and one thing is having a product, right? All of that. But then the tokenomics, it's on a blockchain. So the transparency right. is built in. Right. So let's see the accounts. Like I actually, and you can check our Twitter plugin, sorry, TTOG underscore crew. We start digging into some of the accounts here because we have transparency of the account and seeing some of those fund accounts, right? We'll show those accounts that have those initial funds and initial tokens that you've issued. And then we can actually track all the activity because it's a blockchain. And that will give me a lot of confidence personally. And I think everybody who's investing that the funds are being handled exactly as the tokenomics distribution picture presents and promises. That's one. And there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, just to, there's no, it doesn't curtail the ability to innovate, to just say, we have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, because what, the community is always welcome to change it, but to say nothing matters is total anarchy. And you just can't, there, you can't scale. Like if the goal is to coordinate behavior, then like we have to have something where people are saying, well, we at least believe this isn't vaporware, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, or, or whatever. Um, I'm looking That's at- why I think something as simple as like, if there was an audit firm that just basically confirmed what the project team implemented was correct, right? It would have a little asterisk or whatever, you know, they could call it the Quan or whatever, you know, oh yeah, it's got the Quan, you know, or, yeah. or something silly like that. Or but. even or even just a place where projects went and filled out a profile right. where, and then people are welcome to ask direct questions of that profile, yeah. you know, where it's just like, it's just like a social network for projects. I'm noticing that we're under a minute, guys. Do we want to uh, put a bow on it here? Yeah, that's, that's good with me, man. <laughs> okay. All right, so thanks everybody for joining us for uh, TTLG this episode. We've got lots of great content that's in the pipeline. Don't forget to come see us at Twitter. 
uh um at underscore or, yeah, at underscore <laughs> underscore crew yeah, <laughs> yeah underscore TCLG underscore crew um so awesome guys thanks so much great discussion and we'll look forward to next time all right guys great discussion guys thanks